Everybody. Welcome, 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 welcome back to Up and Down and All Around. I am the host with the platform most, Troy Reeves here, and we're back at it again, continuing the indie game run that we've been on uh, for a while now. Uh, for the past couple episodes, I, again, wasn't originally planning on a streak of indie games to talk about, but that's just kind of how it happened, and it's probably going to continue happening that way because the next couple games I want to talk about so happen to be indie games but uh you know we gotta give the little guy little the little guys a shot here and honestly had definitely brought some of the more interesting outings of the past generation so i think that's why we just it just happens to stumble upon that here um but yeah uh i'm excited about talking about this particular a game uh this particular episode because this is an experience that kind of like celeste i found around the same time and I feel like they're definitely going for a similar message, but two different executions on it. And I think it'd be very fascinating to kind of go into that a little bit more. And, um, and of course, my lovely guest host that I have on, I think we're going to have a very, very fascinating conversation, if not enjoyable, hopefully enjoyable. That's kind of the goal here. But uh, without further ado, let's get into talking about the nomad studio and public by devolver digital's 2018 chris And that was just the uh, intro, like the title page, the title main menu uh, music uh, that opens up the game of Gris here. And here to talk about the game with me is my good friend, the lovely Charlie. How are you doing, my friend? Hi! It's nice to be on. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> this is funny because originally... I, and I'm not, I'm not saying this to like to throw you under the bus because I understand because it's been literally more back and forth on both ends. So it's not just like one of our faults here, but 
funny enough, this originally was one of the first games I wanted to talk about when I originally started this podcast a little, a, mm-hmm. a little over uh, about a year ago. Oh, no, not yeah. about, but it just didn't work out. What happens? I mean, that's been the case for a lot of these games that like it's, it's hard to schedule. So I, I, I just find it funny that we finally got around to it here, which I'm super excited about. Cause me too. Um, I re I recently revisited this game cause I haven't really played it and kind of like kind of segue into kind of like our first experience with it. So uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I haven't played this game since 2019 when I first got it. Like, and it's like early 2019. Cause I believe this game com- came out in December. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It came out on uh, Nintendo switch and PC on December of 2018 uh, and then it re- and then it came to iOS and Android and PS4 in 2019 later that uh, year, and I played the the Switch version, but I played the PC version for my second playthrough, and I this game came at a time where it just kind of like Celeste, where I didn't know what to expect from this game. The reason why I kind of went into it was because i heard a lot of great things about it um it was critically it wasn't like wise like a critical acclaim like celeste hit because i feel like there ha- there were some mixed reviews on it but i think that's mostly because this game is a little bit more simple than celeste um which again not to fought griss at all i think that's the what it was trying to do but i heard enough positive things about this game that i just kind of checked it out and i think i saw it on sale on the eShop, um so i just picked it up and yeah this kind of just stuck with me like just the story and kind of the message that this game eventually just kind of was telling me from my experience very short experience like i don't think it's really longer than six hours if you even like get all the game the gameplay and stuff like that yeah Um, yeah but um I mean, yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. No, I'm about to say, like, so that's kind of like, that's kind of my experience with the game. Uh, I mean, do you have, like, kind of like what's your kind of personal experience like? What was, like, the first? Obviously, I'm pretty sure, like, kind of, this isn't your first time playing it. um, Yeah, no. I actually, I've played it through three times. Uh, The first time I played it through was on PS4. And I think I got, like, I think I stumbled upon it because I liked games like Journey yeah. um, and uh, oh, some I can't remember the other game that's that like is similar to it, but um, at least in like vibe. I don't know, you know. Um, but yeah, so I played it on PS4 first. I played it through the whole the whole way. I didn't 100% at that time, and then I got it on PC. So like got it again and then played it through like a couple more times. Um, Actually, my last playthrough, I actually did 100% the game. Yes. Um, and, but actually, I didn't stumble upon it until, like, I don't know if it was late 2019 or early 2020. Um, um, but, you know, something that I, I know about it with, like, um, it's, like, recognition and stuff was that it actually won an award in did, 2019. Yeah, it did, it did win the... Um... I did win an award, which uh, we'll kind of talk about that uh, with kind of like the more when we talk about kind of the critical acclaim of the game. Yeah. Okay. But like, yeah. So I, I really, obviously, if I played through it three times, I did really like, you know, the experience of it and the, 
the story of it, you know, it just, it really like captured me. And I think part of that is due to the, the kind of year that I had. Um, and this game just like, you know, it helps. It helps. Yeah, no, I I completely (laughs) agree. I'll talk about that more, sure. No, I I completely agree. Like, I no, a hundred percent agree. Like again, like kind of what I mentioned, just like Celeste, like it kind of just was a perfect game. The, it was a game at the perfect time for me. Like I just yeah. didn't, I didn't know what was to expect, and then going in, I was like, oh wow, this spoke to me closer than I even expected it to hit. And I think that's why, um. like just like Celeste, I've been seeing this game's praise for a while. Um, cause yeah, I would talk about this game quite a bit and even to the point, like I remember even mentioning, it's like, wait, you played it? I'm like, yeah, like I love this game. <laughs> or I was even just, like trying to show it off, uh, just cause I mean, visual art style alone, just uh-huh. all, all aspiring. And I just wanted more people to, to play it, but I feel like this kind of, um, like, yeah, like before we kind of get into the story a bit, I do want to kind of talk about the development of the game a bit. Cause you mentioned journey. Which definitely did de- gave me journey vibes. Like this mm. kind of gave me like that kind of like let the emo- like let the game kind of take you on this uh, adventure that you're just you're kind of put in to this one part of the narrative where you're following a protagonist that you don't know clearly went through something, but you just didn't know what that is, and you're kind of like discovering it throughout the game here yeah and there's no like talking in the game and i think yeah that like slowly discovering and like piecing it together yourself that's a big shared aspect of those two um it's i just think those kind of games are really interesting um i mean i like a lot of different kinds of games but i think those can be um really interesting because they can mean so many things to different people because it's so open to interpretation yeah no which we'll definitely dive in a little bit more, uh, <laughs> here it's just a, a, a few yeah. uh, just a, in a bit just because i feel we've got a lot to say on that end but yeah uh before we kind of talk about the story and kind of get into that uh like mm-hmm. i mentioned before let's kind of get into the development of the game which is uh grits was developed uh by a newly uh a barcelona based company which is uh very exciting here i love the here obviously other countries make games like and stuff like that not just like the typical like oh the u.s or japan even europe sometimes like it's always nice yeah. to hear that but uh uh no 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 nomad it's like nomania like nomad it's like n-o-m nomada nomada it's like n-o-m-a-d-a uh-huh. nomad nomada that sounds about right nomada studios and if i'm mispronouncing it i apologize I'm just not. Yeah, we're we're doing our best. <laughs> I, it's mostly I'm just bad at pronouncing. Period, um, and no matter how okay. about right, but um, they developed this game and they mm-hmm. based this. I believe this was like the really their first big game they tackled, and um, the the founders uh, who formed the company happened to uh, had a uh, form it after a chance meeting um, during their time at Ubisoft. It was two former Ubisoft employees, uh, Roger Mendoza and Andreas Kath. Uh, Casavez, it's like C-U-E-V-A-S, um, with artist uh, Conrad Rosette. Um, the two met with Rosette while attending a going-away party for uh, Adrian, who was temporarily moving to uh, Ubisoft Montreal to work on, oddly enough, out of all the games, 
Rainbow Six Siege, which is a first-person shooter online game with... Um, I, I, I haven't played personally, but I know a lot about it because I know a couple of uh, my friends who actually play it and got really into it for a while. Which I just find it so funny, like, that's kind of that how the game has roots in that. Um, yeah, but, very different. <laughs> yeah, definitely a different vibe for sure. But Rosette uh, noted to Mendoza and uh, uh, Kurtzavez, uh, Adrian, that he was interested in working on video games. And at the time, the two were just interested in creating a independent game, like just kind of like a smaller indie title, obviously, but they lacked like kind of like artistic skills that they feel like they're comfortable with it. Uh, like even though they have some, from what it sounds like, it does they did have some experience, but they're still probably like very new. Cause they look like, from what I can see, like they're not that very into the game, like new, like old in the the in games. Like like they look like they're uh, definitely in their early thirties, and probably when this was going on was probably more mid to late twenties. Um, okay. So this was kind of like maybe like their first true venture after like probably spending some time at Ubisoft, but they decided to form uh, Nomania uh, Studios. And and they attended Gris to be a, oddly enough we mentioned Journey, they even referenced Journey in this. A mix <laughs> of Journey and Ori and the Blind Forest, which is- Oh which my is, gosh, I, I even, love Ori. <laughs> yeah, I know, I, I love Ori too, and I eventually want to talk about it on the show as well, but I didn't even think about it. But when I saw that quote, I'm like, that makes so much it sense. It really does. Because wow. I didn't. I played Grits before I finally played Ori. Ori's always been a game that's always in my radar. I finally played mm -hmm. it within the past year, and now playing Grits, I completely see it. Like yeah. I definitely like Journey and Ori definitely sounds like it's right on the money, and I think they definitely got it on that end here. But the mm -hmm. game, uh, the game was designed with accessibility in mind. So basically, anyone mm -hmm. can play it which will make sense with kind of like the gameplay because the gameplay is very simple there's not a lot you really have to do outside of movie moving left and right jumping and once you get like certain power-ups just like press a just one or a, a button to perform an action so there's not a lot yeah. to it which uh, i think they succeeded on that end here and again that's the the, the sometimes i feel like there is a negative connotation with simple games game or games that doesn't have like a lot of depth between the gameplay department and uh -huh. it just depends on the game that it's trying to be and um like so if it, if it seems like we're just kind of like don't don't talk about the gameplay too much don't take it like kind of like a negative because i don't think that's really what the game is trying to really go for it's when it's like accessibility they want every player to experience what this narrative is and I think yeah they, they're, they're focusing on they're focusing their energy in a different direction with this I think no I agree uh, and we'll definitely go more into it that here but as, as there's mm -hmm. also like yeah like not even just mentioning the controls but also there's like no fail states like I'm about to say yeah you can't really fail in this game or eat like I don't even know if you could really die outside of like certain segments I'm pretty sure you can if you just don't do anything or just something goes wrong I never had that experience, but um, yeah, there's yeah, not. I don't think so. I'm about to say, um, I, I feel like there might be is because I mean, obviously, there's parts of the game where you do have you are get, getting chased and you do have to like move decently fast. But yeah, they say there's like True. no. Hmm. So we'll but we'll kind of go into that a bit. But yeah, there's like no fail states. A decision that was proven proven to be challenging because I, I 
that's definitely is challenging as even i feel like as games is kind of like backing away from lives in general because the concept of lives in like the nes and super nintendo era made a lot more sense because those games weren't really they didn't really have save states they didn't really they didn't really get to save your game that often so really the lives are kind of like ways for you to continue going and things of that nature but as obviously we have automatic save now like you know it's savings like so in like so simple now that lives became meaningless but however you have to like the de now design your game around that which definitely can be challenging here um mendoza actually described their approach as if they're like as if there's a puzzle you can possibly finish finish it at like the second or third try so obviously they like they wanted like to make the comfortabilities of that and like the uh, um Mendoza keep, keeps on going on of like when the puzzle is more complicated, we give the player uh, options, which that makes sense because I mean like the game doesn't really punish you for failing as hard. It's like if you don't do an action, or if you just don't know, I think you just more get stumped than anything else. Yeah, I got. I mean the the only punishment that would come up would be like. You get pushed back by the wind or yes. maybe you get frozen in this like ice zone or like but you're never like stopped to the point where you have to like restart an area like you just you just get up and try again um which i feel like is kind of part of the the theme of the game almost you know yeah exactly and i think that's kind of what they were trying to go for with their like direction with the game here um regarding that uh especially because yeah even you mentioned like the wind and ice parts like even though like mm -hmm. yeah you do get pushed back or you might like just be stuck for like a brief second that does help you to progress so it's not like even though there it's like it might stumble upon it it might actually be the re the the thing that helps you continue forward which is again um not an easy thing easier said than done like and i think they did a very good job regarding that here. yeah um, and the game is also like is challenging like the puzzles like i would never say the puzzles are like super hard where i'm like spending like an hour or so on just one particular aspect of the game but there definitely are parts of the game where i definitely had to kind of like take a step back and kind of like okay what do i gotta do next here um, yeah exactly you, you probably you know you have it's not um there are definitely harder games as far as puzzle games go or um games with puzzle segments or whatever but there are definitely some puzzles in this where you're like, you get a little confused, especially in the like area where it's like the reflection zone, yes. where like you kind of have to move with like a reverse uh, perspective. That area is like a little bit challenging, mostly I think because you're having to like think upside down. Uh, <laughs> which I'm, I mean I'm so used to that because I mean I think a lot of indie games especially a lot of 2D side scrollers I think have been messing mm -hmm. around with that for the past decade and especially kind uh -huh. of coming off of like one of my favorite personal favorite games Super Mario Galaxy that really definitely really experiments with that kind of aspect like platforming not just like in three dimension but if like you flip you flip the access and things of that nature uh, mm -hmm. and like even just flipping the access is challenging enough because it's just so disorienting that you kind of have to like okay readjust yourself for a bit so yeah i, yeah. I, I get where you're going with that here uh, it's but, definitely all 
you know, something that you can overcome. Oh, Definitely cool. not like, like you said, you're not spending a ton of time on each thing. Yeah, and again, like, and not to say, like, yeah, like, it, it's it definitely give them the credit, like, yeah, it's definitely, like, the puzzles are, like, it might take you, like, a second or third try, but they're never, like, really brutally hard, which I don't think... I think would... it comes back to the accessibility aspect, yeah. right? Like, they maybe didn't, maybe they, like, could have, I, I would guess that they may have started with harder designs and then scaled them to be simpler since they were going for accessibility. Probably, yeah. Like, I mean, that's. I mean, that's just a guess. I mean, that they don't really go into it that much from what the research I found, but that would be yeah. Sense. Especially if they've designed it with accessibility in mind, they probably didn't even want to go that hard. Like, they definitely want to mm -hmm, be challenging because mm -hmm. obviously, the direction that they wanted to take with the game, you got to have some challenge to it for to keep the player engaged. But you don't want to like you mm -hmm. know overly brood. And I think they found that right metal what 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 the final product became. But as kind of talking about the development a bit more. Uh, parts way uh, through the development, the team actually consulted with uh, a psychologist about the game's narrative themes, uh, which obviously really tackle theme of grief and de depression. Yeah. Uh, and through that research with the psychologist, they resulted in the gameplay decision to echo like the turmoil of the main character, like. Which mm -hmm. I think that's pretty spot on for kind of like the playthrough of the game because, like we mentioned before, you start out with this uh, young woman who you don't know why she is at the point that she's at, but clearly went through some trauma. And yes. you're following her journey to kind of like figure out what not even just like what that trauma is because I, I don't even think that's really even the message of this, the, this game it's more just like how just following this young woman's journey of just kind of like i feel like self-discovery in some way and i feel that not even just with the narrative but even like the gameplay that's how uh gris just controls like she doesn't really move too fast like she moves fast enough to where it's like it's not like just like you know you're just moving like a log but like you feel like the weight of her grief and depression throughout mm -hmm. the game but even like how she jumps like when she jumps like there is like a grace to it like the floating especially when you get like the ability to kind of have a second jump with yeah her. but you definitely feel like the heaviness of it through her like her jumps or even like just how she moves as a character so i think like, mm -hmm. that's a very i i love that they kind of really probably took what the they did with their research into that um their gameplay decisions uh because i that's kind of how i felt throughout playing the game like especially with the controls and that's not yeah. even talk about the narrative of the game just like how she <laughs> feels the control <laughs> yeah i mean like it's really interesting because they they set it up where you're like in a hand and then the hand crumbles she falls to the ground and then there's no color in the world and you're like progressing to bring color back into the world yeah. and you're also progressing to get her voice back because she yes. loses her voice at the beginning and it's yeah. just like so you're you're like they even have a button for that. i think you press b or something yeah yeah like if you it's in the, before um, you unlock it yeah like you press b she's just kind of like she kind of goes a huh like kind of like a huh moment yeah. like sound but also sounds like crying to a degree and you have right. that option throughout the game until you unlock that ability pretty yeah pretty it's in like the last stage that you finally get your your voice back and then she can sing again and it's like i feel like 
that's really beautiful. I don't know if we do you want to get into like the stages? Um, in, in just a second here. Um, okay, sorry. We're almost done with the development here. I just like, I just like. I'm been really rambly, so yeah, sorry. No, it's, it's all good. I'm I ramble too, but I do kind of like like talk about just touching points with the development with the stuff because I can see mm-hmm. where how they went this direction by just like hearing about it and then like saying like okay that makes more sense. Um, yeah. But like again, like um, they give an example of the type, like and as we even said, like the, the example that they use is how at the beginning of the game the player is unable to jump, with, uh, which helped reinforce the notion that something's wrong with this girl. Yes. Which makes yeah. sense, yeah, because it's a very close up shot. Like you're, mm-hmm. she's at the center of the frame, and she even moves very slowly. Like she doesn't even move at her full speed that you get. Um, which again, even her full speed is not like running or anything, but like you can cl- like just tell something happened so yeah like i yeah. they did a really great job with that and then obviously obviously like the art style which is a huge like plus oh yeah the right? cutscenes are insanely gorgeous yeah like this game is a beautiful game and we'll get we'll get more into that once we kind of talk about it more here like the narrative and things of that nature but the art style created mm-hmm. some unique problems for the developers uh because the game became more lively as players progress because like you mentioned before you're, you start out with this world without color and as yeah. you kind of progress through the game color become slowly uh comes back to this world and mm-hmm. as they were like going with that approach and more lively as a uh, player progresses designed the early stages in, in an appealing way provide being challenging because which i can see that because if you just look at a blank white wall i mean What's interesting about a blank white wall without you yeah. into the, mundane, the, the mundane here, and Gris the uh, design, fantastic as it is, isn't gonna just carry a whole like level, you know. So the team eventually uh, solved this problem by taking inspirations from, um, it's like a umaguari, um, it's like I W A G U M I. Uh, kind of like a more aquascaping um, style, like kind of like an aquarium, like kind of like an aquarium. Because like, uh, if you think about aquariums, aquariums are very simple. In th- like, as, like because it's just again water. Great, granted, it's how you tackle that water. Obviously, you know, with the life in the water, with the fish or the animals in that exhibit. But even just the lighting you choose to put in the aquarium or in that water that really, like you know, reflects the kind of like the, the 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 color of the water or even the color of the animals and things of that nature and i think that's um how they were able to overcome that particular challenge especially in the early stages and um once you start kind of getting more colored um once uh, unlock that here but then also another challenge they faced was readability because uh resulting in several um readability like you know kind of like as you mentioned before, there is no dialogue in this game. Yeah. There's barely even any audio <laughs> outside of the soundtrack. So uh-huh. they resulted um, in several level design and camera angle tweaks during development, which I feel you can really tell from playing this game of like where to decide at certain points to, you know, zoom in on Gris, where she's kind of like the main focus, to when they mm-hmm. kind of zoom out and let like the world kind of speak for the story which... yeah and like make her small which has its own feet like yes. thematic feeling to it too yeah which 
it's funny enough because you like as simple as that like you know like as something as that you don't really see as much in gaming like especially yeah it's more of like a cinematic like tool i think i mean i more games are adapting to it i'm not gonna say yeah. like obviously like more That's in third true. person but yeah like it is to a point where i'm like like and i don't get these thoughts that much when i'm playing uh a lot of games is to the point i'm like that is a very interesting choice that they did that camera angle at that uh-huh. point, because it really i'm thinking it more as a if i was a film director and i was like like you know when you're taking you decided to do a shot at this particular moment of your narrative story um yeah. once again i don't really think about that when i'm playing games i more think about that when i'm like enjoying a like a film or te- a television show but the fact that yeah. you know, they were really tweeting with it like really just speaks to like the I don't want to say the risk, but more kind of like unique direction that this game took that, you know, even... Yeah, I mean, they were really creative about it. Yeah, which again, like, I'm not saying no video game do this. Like, there is game... I mean, I'm even playing, like, Sonic Generations, for example, and I even, like, say, like, how they really change the um, the camera angles when you move the character at a certain point to kind of really give the involvement of like your you, like you feel the speed you feel like the the set piece like you know this is supposed to be that wow moment so it's not like yeah game does not do this but it's just <laughs> it made me just like kind of like just the narrative of just like i don't really think of that aspect of it as much of like think the direction where this game went um, yeah but, i feel like you know it's being used differently than a lot of other games yeah and i think it stands out in that way because it's the, the purpose of it is a little bit different in this one yeah yeah that yeah the, the main character's dress like was um yeah just kind of shows with that here and then la- lastly before we uh the last part about kind of the development is uh, initially the main character's dress was going to change as the colors became unlocked which i think they kind of hinted at with some of the art yeah. the concept art that you do unlock throughout the game because um, mm-hmm. i think i believe like yeah like they did show that her black dress does kind of change with the colors, but I'm kind of glad that they didn't go that direction, which we'll talk about it here in a bit. Yeah. But, um, it, um, yeah, that was going to change throughout uh, as that color became unlocked. However, that uh, eventually proved to be impractical due to partly the camera angles that they decided to use. Which I, I could see how that would be a challenge, and I, I'm kind of glad that they didn't go that route. Um, but yeah. also, as the game titles refer to the name of the protagonist, um, it's also as well as the Spanish word of gray, which makes a lot of sense for the theme of the, the, the game. So, yeah. Which... I was going to mention that. That is, yeah, the, the, the name of the game is the same as gray in Spanish. Yeah, yeah. So... It's, it's such an interesting little fact. Like, I don't know. I, I do feel like um, it makes sense for the dress to stay the same color. I know maybe they really wanted that, but I think I think it works because it just it keeps one thing consistent as the world changes. So yeah, it, it's one of those things. Like I think they could have got away with it. Like I could see it like mm-hmm. still working, but I feel like the narrative of the story would not have the impact that it has. Yeah. I, do, I do think like the the dress just represents. Not even just like you know that the the color gray, but just also just represents this woman's state of mind at the moment mm-hmm. as you progress through her journey. Which I know we've been talking about, like oh well, we'll get to the narrative here, but finally, finally getting into the narrative of the game, which we kind of briefly talked about. Like the game follows this young woman, 
this young girl named uh, Gris, who, as we kind of mentioned before, uh, wakes up in the palm of a crumbling statue of a, a woman. She attempts to sing, but uh, sing out, like kind of like sing out, but quickly becomes choked up and kind of realizes she doesn't have, uh, can't sing. And then the statue hand crumbles, dropping her to this colorless world below. And then after landing, you basically she continues walking forward and discovers like a number of strange structures that seem to like be powered by a mysterious force of light, like a mysterious point of life that are resembling stars, which are kind of your collectibles throughout the game here to help you progress further. <laughs> and the girl uh, Gris collects these lights to not only like to move forward, but also gain new abilities at certain points um and create new pathways and that's kind of like almost the main narrative of the game is just following this young woman as she's collecting these stars that help her bring color to this world but also uh, give her new abilities to power through this journey um i know i'm sorry if i'm kind of coming off cryptic but that's kind of like the game's really mo it's like it doesn't really it tells you a whole lot by telling you nothing yeah i mean i i feel like um finding the like uh well so there's these like areas throughout each stage where you get an achievement for finding them yes um and those those seem to be the parts that are like setting the story up like if you don't find those, which you're not guaranteed to find them because some of them are really hard to find. So it's actually like, it's kind of interesting because you can go through the whole game and not understand what you're progressing through at all. Mm -hmm. But then if you like really are like willing to explore, you'll find those little like areas with, it's, it's usually like an area with a statue of some kind. And then it'll give you an achievement of like these different stages of, um, grief. Yes. And so that's really like the only pieces along the way, at least, that are telling you what's going on, I guess, uh, for the character. But other than that, you know, I mean, other than a few cutscenes. Yeah. Um, that what you just described is like most of the gameplay. Yeah, because yeah, the game doesn't really have a lot going regarding the gameplay, and again, that's the I feel like the it, it was intentional to really like. Show, like show this character uh, mm -hmm. of the game and i mean obviously and you go through these set pieces i believe like there's like what six chapters to this game i think five five or six because it's it's denial which is the white zone uh anger is the red zone bargaining is the green zone depression is the blue zone and acceptance is the yellow zone that sounds about right so five i think yeah yeah that sounds about right and you just kind of yeah you're just following this woman's journey which like again yeah it start like goes to a like you go to a desert at one like a desert full of windmills where the wind kind of plays through and then you start uh f stumble upon a very lush forest where you find little creatures that you uh you help out that they help you with your yeah, journey yeah you make a little friend you give them apples it's so cute it's it's funny <laughs> i and i i streamed the game uh to kind of get ready for this episode on my twitch yeah. channel here and I even said this on stream, which is fun and funny, like, especially even the art style that they use. And I, and, and it's again, just to kind of just shows like I grew up on Nintendo. 
Mm-hmm. Like, not even just like saying Pikmin, but there's like a, a chapter in Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door where it literally has almost a similar art style and you're helping these small creatures through like by giving like you know giving them food or like assisting them in some kind of journey mm-hmm. like once you help them they'll help you it's it, and it and yeah, it cor- that's exactly what happens yeah and even like to the, <laughs> the like even to the direction that this the art the art like the the creatures like oh it, it's not like it's not like oh man they ripped them off it, it's oddly like oh these very cute like you know give them the eye like give them eyes give them like a like they're very simple but like you know that very charming yeah they're like little blocks uh little like block creatures but they have like little leaves sticking out of their head yeah it's very cute yeah like yeah uh, it, it's it's funny because i'm like oh what up buddy like let's go with there but then like you yeah. then you go to an underwater cavern and like you know you go like you know you're swimming around and then even like you know you find like you stumble upon like this crystal world that is like super cold and even like yeah freezes you very instant instantaneously and then um like as you're going through your journey i believe it's like what in the windmill yeah like when you're at the climax of the windmill portion of the game when you're climbing up the windmill uh you stumble upon this black inky like inky black monster oh yes yeah yeah which um takes different shapes throughout the game as you got uh progress mm-hmm. uh it like the first form is like a bird and this black creature is chasing you and then it goes from a bird to i forgot what the water one is oh it's an eel okay that's right it's an eel yeah. that makes sense which okay yeah and again it goes back to my nintendo fastback i'm like oh god the eel from 64 <laughs> is back to kill me um uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then, what was the third one? Does it go back to a bird? Uh, oh my gosh. I know, it's because it's the most recent one I would see because yeah, that's the last one, but... I, I'm trying to remember. In the third one? Let's see. So there's the... Let's see. Like... But, uh, it's like, yeah. Like, no, it's you're fine. It's weird because... <laughs> it's like, I know it's... I, I want to say it's a bird again, but I know it becomes like it eventually becomes a, 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 another metaphor, which I don't want to hit just yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think. Um, oh, gosh. I mean, like the end stuff with the ink is just like because it yeah. becomes it like surrounds you. Yeah, it almost like, yeah, think... it almost like absorbs the world at some point. But Yeah, yeah. But. It, it, the whole point of it basically it, it takes different forms but it's changing you throughout the game it's like basically your main protect like antagonist yes um throughout the journey and um you're using your newly pound powers to not only just chase beach uh to run away from it but also to chase it um which again as we mentioned before as you progress further in the game um you do get these abilities um like the first ability is like you become you turn into a block of like yeah. turn into a block that helps you you know destroy weaker aspect to access new parts of the level and then uh, you get like a little gliding or double jump that lets you uh, jump ho- like f- further like you know get more distance and then your final ability of um, yeah about to say you really only get three abilities and your final ability is of finally being able to see again which as we mentioned before, you try to do from the very beginning, but you realize you don't have that ability, um, which kind of just 
goes to the metaphor of not only the world getting more life into it, but also you as a character finding, like, you know, getting more life into you again. And it kind of goes back to the controls of just like, you know, you, you move kind of slow. You don't really have a lot to maneuver, but as you unlock the world and unlock these abilities, you definitely feel more empowered with yourself and more capable of tackling on these challenges because now you feel like you have the means to do it. Yeah. So, um, which, um, goes into that, but like, uh, yeah, like just, it's, it's a very interesting, cause again, like I, it sounds like we're just kind of like very be purposely being cryptic to be cryptic, which honestly, that's not the case. That's really the game. It's just the game is telling you a lot by telling you nothing. The only thing that really tells the narrative of the game is how you control Gris and her journey throughout the world as you get more color into it and you go deeper and deeper um, into the game. Like even like the final cutscene um, when you actually like encounter the black um, the black monster one last time, like you eventually like you know. You, you get consumed by it, but then, like, your ability to scene lets you kind of embrace it and it lets you escape. Oh, well, actually, I, um, it's actually, I think it's like you're singing and you're trying to hold it back, like Gris is singing. Yes. And then she's consumed, and then the statue of the woman who, like, you've been grieving the whole time as far as, like, the achievements with the, like, stages of grief like you've been like grieving her the whole time that's like the implication um and then she sings back and that is what like pulls all of the black ink off of gris yes her uh like this like woman this like you know stone woman singing um and there's a lot to unpack about like what that maybe means and stuff well, yeah, I don't really know. I think, I mean, I don't know if, like, we, I know before we started recording, you and I were saying that, like, we both have a lot of theories about this game, like, and what each thing means and, not, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I say, yeah, because there's definitely, I could definitely see a lot of different interpretations of it. I mean, I do think it's, it's centered around the central theme of grief and depression, which is obviously the big, I don't want to say selling point, because that's not a selling point. The big message of the game is yeah. you, to overcome grief or i don't even say overcome grief and depression just kind of just realize like kind of come back to life yeah after, after uh, a traumatic moment that. yeah, yeah. Af after a traumatic moment in your life because for me i kind of feel like the black ink is the like uh i mean to get heavy i sort of see the black ink as maybe like you know not wanting to live anymore um because you know like i can see that the the like going through grief can like take you to some really dark places exactly and so i sort of have thought of that black ink is like chasing you around through all the stages of grief you know and it's uh it's kind of like as death like basically yeah. death knocking at your door which yeah. honestly i did not even think about that but during my two playthroughs but it makes a lot of sense and i could totally see that kind of what it takes all these different forms i don't know it just it, which it death does take like different forms yeah like yeah 
It's not even it'd be like, because again, yeah, death is inevitable for everybody, no matter what. We don't get out of this thing alive. But uh-huh. death could take so many different forms, like, you know, as just, you know, natural, like natural in health. Or as you said, like it could definitely get heavy of self-conflicted death, which again, you don't know what this woman's thinking about, but clearly has gone through some shit. Like we are introduced to this woman at a very low moment of her life. And yeah, even like at the very beginning of the game, how she just moves, like, it's just like, yeah, the lack, the will to live. And, and again, goes to like the color of her dress and like, it's around the same color of the monster. I Uh totally see that narrative regarding that and like how like depression and grief can definitely lead to a point of, uh, again, like, uh, like as we get kind of heavy, like, yeah, as to uh, of suicide, a suicide, which, yeah. you know, does happen with these fiends. Um, I personally did not think about of, of that, but I, I can totally see how I, you can get that interpretation from it. And it makes total yeah, sense. Yeah, it's definitely an interpretation. I, there's, you know, I think there's a lot of different things that it could be representing, um, in the experience, uh, I think, you know, I was going to say with the end, like, you know, moment with the statue singing back, I almost felt like, because, you know, we see the, the, at the end as well, there's like, you know, um, a tomb uh, that she, that that's where she finally gets the stage acceptance. Yes. Um, so this person is dead, you know. Um, and I think I've always sort of thought that them singing back was like representative of like, even when someone's gone, they're still with you. If yes. you like care about them, like, um, they live for spirit. Yeah. Like they live, I don't know. I've always heard that like, it's kind of corny that like they live in your heart kind of thing. As long as you love them and they loved you, like you have them with you. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, it, it gets corny. I mean, <laughs> it's corny it. for yeah, a reason, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's something that I think can bring people comfort. Um, So I guess I sort of saw it like that perhaps. Um, I can see it. Yeah. Like it makes, it makes sense. Like, yeah, like it could be this young, you know, this, it could be the, the, the young woman's mother or grandmother, someone who clearly meant a lot to this person. Yeah. We definitely, I don't know. We haven't talked about the uh, mementos too much. Yeah. an achievement thing that you can yes. uh, unlock from collecting all of them throughout different levels. If you get them all, then you get to see that secret scene thing. I yes. Earlier, but like yeah, we were uh, we we mentioned it a bit. Yeah, which we will we'll eventually talk about. Um, as to kind of let the audience know what you're kind of going with, Charlie is uh throughout the game. Not only do you find these stars, but there's like these little circle, uh, symbol mementos that you find at certain points of the game which is kind of like this hidden collectible which if you do collect all the mementos um you do reveal a an epilogue of sorts uh you do get one last playable part of the game that kind of fills in the gaps like again it still doesn't tell you a lot but it kind of fills up the holes of the narrative yeah i'm gonna say (laughs) when i finally got all the mementos and got to see the scene I'm going to just be honest. It took me a bit to get all of them because when you They're go hidden. through the stages, you can't go backwards. Yeah, you can't. You can't like, go backwards to get any mementos you missed. And so, I think like, that's why I, I have never... I com- got it. 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, as I was gonna say, that's why I don't think I have ever really truly because I know I got almost every mementos, but I think like yeah, right. like the ones that I'm probably missing were super early on because by the time I mm -hmm. realized you can't go back, I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> I already missed that one. Yeah, it's it's kind of a frustrating thing, but um, yeah. No, anyway, so when I finally got the mementos to see the like secret scene or whatever, and I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah. I kind of thought there'd be a little bit more, but I, I do feel like it's just enough, like, um, to tell you that, like, kind of the relationship that Gris had with uh, the woman who passed away, um, obviously they were close and potentially, like... It could even been yourself. The mother. Like, um, it could even be yourself. Like, it could be, like, you know, the last bit of life accepting that you will have moved on like there's so many different interpretations i feel you could do but i do think the probably the the popular one is like yeah like a person who clearly meant a lot to this young woman yeah like, like someone who was older than you potentially because we see we see gris as a child right with like a woman who is older than her yes um, in the so secret in the secret seem, scene right like we're yeah. talking okay which, yeah, like, this is the secret scene. Like, once you collect all the me mementos, you get this one last uh, playthrough. I'll kind of let the... Sorry to interrupt you again, Charlie. Just kind of let the okay. audience kind of know more about it here. <laughs> yeah. If you want to know, obviously, I do say these are spoiler-filled conversations, so you kind of know what you're going into. Um, and again, it doesn't really tell you a lot. All you really unlock is... So you d you see Gris more in her childhood form. Because, yeah, I think, like, Gris throughout the game and the main game... It's either a like older teenager or a young adult. Like I say, between yeah. like late teens, early twenties, at the very mm -hmm. oldest. Um, uh, yeah, she's a very youthful face. Yeah, definitely. So. Yeah, because yeah, when they definitely like like I mean, obviously the the cover art, but even like certain scenes where they really see her face is like the shot. Mm -hmm. She definitely does give off like a young woman. Like okay, like. She's at least a teenager at the very youngest, but I, I yeah. kind of see her more as like a young woman, like probably like you know a person as like they're in college, things of that nature. So, but you see her as a, a child, uh, revealed in a secret room. It is like nighttime. Uh, her as a child is in a meadow with an older woman, who we learn this, who we find out, the older this older woman that you're interacting with is the statue that you've been seeing throughout the game. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, yeah, like, sorry. Um, yeah, yeah you see him throughout the game. And under the, um, as you kind of are, in like, in close with, um, encounter, having this encounter with this woman, you enclose a firefly between her, she enclosed a firefly for you between her hands and then releases it to fly around you uh, as a child. Then mm -hmm. under the bright full moon, Gris and the older woman like embrace each other, like kind of go for a hug, and that's the end of that final moment. Particularly. Yeah. Um, which is, again, doesn't really tell you enough except the kind of just who this this statue of this woman represents because obviously it played a factor throughout the whole game like it it kind of was your checkpoint to each of the stories like each of the the parts of the game but not even just that like it you you just see it throughout the whole game 
like at a certain point. Yeah. Like even to the point, like, you know, it's even when it starts out, yeah, it's crumbling to the point that you see the statue broken. And then at the end, it's like fully restored. Um, which kind of goes through like, again, the stages of grief and things of that nature. But uh, the, the thing I was going to talk about before we kind of went into that, uh, just kind of the interpretation of the, bl the black monster that chases you throughout the game. I kind of viewed it like how Celeste kind of did it. And I know I'm kind of comparing this game to Celeste a lot because I say I played it around the same, not like back to back, but I played it around the similar time. And I do think that they're tackling the same ideas, obviously in two different executions. Um, but it kind of reminds me as the game of when you're playing through Celeste, how your main antagonist of that game is your darker doppelganger. And, oh, yeah. and how like that doppelganger chases you and tries to stop you from your journey no matter what, but eventually learns to help you complete your journey. Cause mm -hmm. that's kind of how you face with the black creature, like that scene where she is engulfed in the 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 goo, like the inky, like before like she really seems out um I feel like that was like that moment of you embracing that part of your psyche to truly become whole as a person. Yeah, to heal. Yes. That's a really, I, I, that's a really interesting way of looking at it. And I can definitely see where you're picking that up from the game. Um, and I think you're making a great comparison with Celeste, you know? Like, I haven't finished Celeste. It's uh Again, two different execution. Two different it's execution. A struggle bus. It's yeah. so hard. Um, Replaying <laughs> it. Like, I love that game. Like, I mean, you can listen to the episode of me talking about, like, I absolutely, I lo I absolutely <laughs> love Celeste. I've been saying that game. It's so good. But it it's is so, so fucking brutal. So, I like, to the point, like, I... It's it's a it's a hard sell sometimes because I'm like I'm not gonna lie you're gonna get pissed like it's not yeah. it's not like it, it's not holding your hand where yeah Gris kind of I don't want to say it holds that's your hand but it's not as like that's why I say two different well, inter uh, executions because one definitely goes more as that brutal classic eight bit style platformer where okay. this one goes as it says like with Journey and ori even though ori, like a modern thing yeah i i would say more with journey because ori definitely has more metrovania to it where it definitely yes. there is a lot more yes. challenge uh where journey is more, like te more technical challenge yeah it's more puzzle and it, it doesn't want you to get stumped too long because it wants you it wants the visuals of this narrative to to really take you so, yeah i think the the big thing that seems to be the difference at least from my perspective, is that Celeste wants you to feel the anxiety as you yes. play. It's yeah. like this game is is meant to show you what it really feels like uh, to to have you know uh, either depression or anxiety, some kind of you know mm -hmm. mental illness where you're having to climb a mountain, that whole thing. Yes. And then with Gris, you know, it's like um, it's it's more showing you what it's like to go through grief yes. rather than making you feel it through the gameplay um it's like show it's it's just more showing you like what it feels like uh through the character and the like the music and the exactly um, events in the story but, exactly yeah. like and it's weird because again like i 
I, I, I hate that I'm like comparing it a lot because again, like I don't think like these games just happen to come out around the same time, and they happen to be both indie darlings that were huge breakouts. And well, dressing really similar, like you know, mental health. Yeah, they, so it makes sense to talk about them together a little bit. I yeah, think. yeah, like not only just like the timeline and just the fact like I did play these games around the same, roughly around the same time or within a year time frame, yeah. and but yeah, the reason why I just kind of bring it up because and again also to even to the point that you follow a young woman, like who mm-hmm. clearly has something going on, that even like yeah Celeste like they don't really tell you like I mean they t- clearly illustrate the narrative that this woman is depressed. And clearly has some has form, anxiety. yeah, have some form of issue with uh, mental health, but they never straight out tell you, kind of as what Gris kind of does, like they don't straight out tell you what's going on with this young woman's life, and I think that's better for yeah. it because it lets the player, it's kind of like how you play as a silent protagonist, like as Link in the Legend of Zelda, like you fully get immersed with this world because yes. you're that character that you're playing. Yes, and, exactly. And uh, in that instance, sometimes less is more. Um, I 100% agree. And, but yeah, like they t- tackle depression and uh, grief in two, again, two different executions, but they tackle it head on where it's the definitely the, the main message of the game. Um, but yeah. Uh, that's kind of how I just t- interpretate like the journey throughout it, especially as you're mm-hmm. getting chased through this creature, because it it does kind of briefly remind me when you do face uh, Madeline, like Madeline. I think Dad, I forgot her doppelganger's name and Celeste, but like when you like face her head to head or getting chased by her, it kind of d- gives me that that sprawl, and especially like mm-hmm. as Gr- uh, Gris like as the camera zooms out and zooms in at certain aspect of when you're getting chased by this creature really kind of shows the, it um, really sells the, um, the grandness or the emphasis of this encounter to say the least. Yeah. I mean, I, I, um, to get back to achievements just slightly, like if we're thinking about the dark creature, like, uh, the hardest achievements from percentage wise, at least on Steam, because I played on PC when I 100%ed it, like the, the hardest ones are the Sandstorm achievement and the Eel achievement. Like so few people actually got those. Yes. Um, and uh, well, actually, like, well, I, I'm saying this wrong, sorry. Those were the hardest ones for me. Um, the hardest achievements on Steam were actually the childhood achievement, which is seeing the secret ending, getting all of the mementos, and then the magic fouls, which I don't really know why those were hard for people, but um, no shade if that one's hard for you, just that seemed pretty easy to me. But um, the eel, though, that's what I really wanted to mention. The eel is like, getting the achievement of not getting bit by the eel is just so difficult, because it's like, at least for me, it was like a little bit challenging, because it's like, uh, you have to hit the space bar at the perfect time to like, because you're underwater, the space bar is your boost yeah. to speed up a little bit. Um, and that was just a bit tricky for me. I don't, I don't recall it being that tricky because I remember like able to like kind of feel like I'm able to adjust it, but I get why, I can see it. Um, I think I, it depends on like how easily you were able to uh, like tell when the eel was about to attack 
I think I just wasn't like keeping like a good uh, register on on that. It, it doesn't, um, and even like how like I don't know I might even got bitten by you, but it doesn't look like I did because it looks like I was able to escape right before it was able to bite you. So it's like I I don't know like I can see it like I see what you're talking yeah. about. Um, I think um, I think it's partly also because if you if you don't get that in that run, then you have to do it again to hundred to a hundred percent it. Yeah. So like it's <laughs> which I I didn't play like both of these playthroughs. You definitely were more into that complacent mindset than I was. Yeah. I mostly was just playing it for getting just kind of enjoy my experience with the game. I and, that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's totally possible to 100. percent Oh, it's it's. Um, a, I mean, and I mean, the only time I was thinking about 100 percent was just getting all the mementos, and yes. even like during oh. my second second playthrough, I'd even do that because I kind of realized, oh, I fucked up, but I don't want to restart the game, so might as well right. just. Actually, I wanted to mention something about those actually getting all the mementos. Um, so with the mementos, something to keep in mind actually is that sometimes when you enter a new area, they'll put a memento behind you. So you actually like, yeah. If you're trying, if you're playing this game after listening to this podcast, I would just say if you're trying to get the mementos, if you go to a new area, go backwards to the left first and see if there's one there. Because a lot of them are off to the left, and I think that's really interesting in design because it kind of adds to the themes of like, uh, like grief not being always linear or like processing grief. Because the mementos to me sort of maybe represent like hmm. the processing of the past with the present because. The mementos lead to a past vision or a past experience or something. So it seems to me like it has to do with processing the grief and whatnot. Um, and having to go backwards to get those to me is like, oh, you're having to like, you, you're not always going forward in your, in your it, uh, journey with like getting over something traumatic. And it's funny that you mentioned it because I actually didn't even think of it like that. I think of it more as just like my experiences with just platformers in general like <laughs> always always go backwards because there's always something like if there's giving you right, yeah. there's always space like there always is something hidden and that's why like <laughs> even in like my stream of the game like i'm always like sorry if i'm just like kind of like going to where where's a dead end i just have mm-hmm. to like i'm just very curious because yeah check all the nooks and crannies yeah like yeah. that's that's the mindset i was going with but i actually now <laughs> seeing it like especially as this game heavily deals with the themes of depression and grief i totally see that interpretation of it and again like that's why like i don't think this game you'll get the similar idea but i think the experience will be different for everyone who plays it because of just yeah what their own personal experiences with depression and grief exactly i think i think it is super unique um how this game can like it's it's one game but each person picks it up and the way that it will either impact them, not impact them, affect how they're processing grief um, is really unique and different. Because for me, uh, like, it really helped me process a lot of grief that I went through. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if, I mean, I read a couple of reviews uh, at one point. Um, I can't remember what year I was reading those reviews, but I read some reviews and some people uh didn't like it which that's fair it's yeah. not gonna be everyone's cup of tea but for me i was like kind of shocked because it's like it's so beautiful the like the gameplay is very fluid and just like feels very natural and i was just like i don't know what did you want from this game 
yeah it kind of like yeah like kind of like to start wrapping up here um like kind of talk about the reputation of the game so the game was still really received very critically well like it was still a critical darling but it wasn't like where i could like i say like with celeste where it was like a runaway critical hit where there was like nothing but like i think the low end of that game review scored with like an eight out of ten like most of them were like nine or even perfect tens and i mean gris uh uh does deal with perfect ten like i think yeah destructor gave it a 10 out of 10 like and there's still like raving reviews of it but i do see like ign gave it like a 6.5 and i think their big criticism of that game was just like the gameplay department was kind of just was kind of lacking where celeste definitely had a very solid foundation of gameplay where gris and and I, again it's not the game's fault i just think it as it came out as the past decade has showed like with games like journey and things of that nature and even like what thomas was alone of uh, that i recently played and a lot of these smaller indie games where there's not a lot to the gameplay and that's not the point of it it's the more of the narrative and the journey that you go with it a lot of gamers just don't want that they just think it's like you know another artsy fartsy game that's so far up up its own ass um that it's not really trying to be a video game it's just and again and it's not the tone of the reviews that i read it was definitely that vibe yeah and 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 again it's not and it's not gris's fault it's just this narrative because even triple a games like i think that's why last of us faces the same issue or i mean and even my criticism with last of us is does it really need to be a game to tell this narrative of this story granted i have i'm only saying this with last of us part one i have yet to play last of us part two i know this game has a very divisive uh uh, very divisive when it comes with the narrative of the game um and and it's more and more my issue uh, where i can kind of see it is more my issue with just naughty dogs philosophy and games in general is they are willing to sacrifice some gameplay asterisks to sell the narrative of the, the story which i don't think is necessarily bad it's just because if I'm playing a game, I do want to be immersed with the game mm. and not to feel like I'm just, you know, going through a simulation. And I'm again, not even just with Last of Us, Unch- Uncharted has a big like ha- faces this issue, too. Um, and a lot of like very similar games in that aspect, particularly with the third person. I mean, as much as like God, yeah, of they're War- kind of like leaning a lot like to it, it, they're leaning towards like movie where you you like are the character and you're making choices but you're still kind of like on a track with this like cinematic Experience. end goal yes. kind of thing yeah which like even like the new god of war reboot face like has that same uh philosophy and i mean i only have played like maybe about five to six hours of the god of war reboot and i actually really enjoyed my time with that game too that game is so good yeah <laughs> um but i, I don't know if that's controversial it's not really like again the majority of people f- love the game but the, it, it's mm. a lot there was a lot mm. of criticism mostly with just the fact that it's like especially going through the base of the original god of war games where they were more kind of mm. character action games or beat beat em ups in that end where this one was definitely more of a narrative. Like, you definitely have combat, but 
it's more like the Naughty Dog approach. And Sony definitely has, I think, had been really double downing on that philosophy of game design. Yeah. And, and again, this is like a grand, this is honestly a conversation, a grand scope of a conversation that we could, I could honestly dedicate a whole episode to because it yeah. um, it's very depthful. Uh, and it, I think is just, you know, games are changing a lot. You know, like the the. Uh, well, I mean, there's still games that don't don't do that. You know, but like there are more and more games the, that do. What what I would try to say is, it's like it's like the the biggest criticisms of this game. I don't think it's necessarily Gris's fault, as more just like the as the game's coming out in the environment that it is, because yeah. we're starting to get a lot more of these games where we. It, it is it starts to blur the line of like and, and this is why for my philosophy of this kind of like what that helps me go through it and i think why i think risk works as well as it does it's like can i have the same experience if it just happened to be a more of a narrative of a film structure or a television structure and with gris no I don't think it would work as a tell, or at least the experience that I had playing it as a video game, because the gameplay fills in some of the holes that I feel like if you're just watching it or reading it or like, yeah, things of that nature, you wouldn't get as if you're playing it. If yeah, that makes I would sense. agree with that. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that like, um, the equivalent of what this would become if it was something else would be like a short, like an animated short. Yes. Uh, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and it still would be, I think it would still be impactful. But yeah. I feel like, you know, there would be a lot of emotion that would be lost because, you know, you being the one interacting with the, you know, ink monster and getting away from it or you like navigating this world and finding your way to the end where you find your voice and the color in the world and acceptance of what's happened it just you getting through that it it has that like positive impact i think um, or it can yeah uh, when you play it versus if you were to just watch it you might not feel that same like i got i could do this too in my own real life and Yeah, no, and it's just, and I think that's why Gris works so well as the narrative, like as the medium that it decided to go to be as a, a, like a video game and interactive experience where I think like I can see more of the criticism of like the Naughty Dog or the Sony aspect where it's like, even though like, like I do eventually like these games, I do like these experiences. Some of them is like, did I really have to play? Because it seems like they really had to sacrifice a lot of the gameplay to really tell this narrative. Like, I don't feel like I have as control of the character. Where with Gris, it is simple by design. Like, it, like it, like as we mentioned, it was simple to be accessible. With granted, I do know. I think Last of Us Two does also try to be accessible to a lot of degree, but that's not the game we're talking about here. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we can't go too deep into that one right yeah. now. And also, I haven't truly played it. Like, I haven't had yeah, that. Yeah, me ex- neither. So. Which I do want to play it eventually, but I just, I can kind of, it's just more like, I can kind of see that criticism because I always, I had that criticism of just Naughty Dog's philosophy in general with the past couple games. So, like, that's why, like, if it just seems like, oh, he's just, like, talking about, like, criticizing the game. No, it's just like, I can kind of see where some people might be coming from because of my own criticisms of just Naughty Dog philosophy. 
where I do think sometimes, honestly, I think the narrative that they're trying to tell probably would play best as, I mean, we are getting an HBO Last of Us show. Like, you know, like I do think maybe might have benefit by just the fact that if it was just like more of that structure where with Gris, it's simple because of the design of the game that they're trying to go for. And and that could be a fault like to a couple players. Cause yeah, like for, again, a lot of the biggest criticism of the game is just the fact that it's it's just um not as challenging as maybe they it's just maybe not as engaging as a lot of players might which i don't think that's the game's fault as more as the players just expectation i believe yeah um of that and because again yeah the game's not really challenging at all and there's not a lot to it but again i don't think that's what the game right from the get-go tries to sell you on and yeah exactly i mean i don't think i think it's there's you know I think it's blah, 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 blah. <laughs> well, Ori, for example, is pretty challenging in parts. And I think, you know, Journey, because these were the two they mentioned they were inspired by, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Journey is not very challenging, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they probably wanted to fall somewhere between those two. I think they do like fall a little closer to journey yes. in the like ease of progression through the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they have a little bit more weight to their story than journey does. So I think they just were like trying to balance out their goals in what they wanted to accomplish through the game. Yes. Um, and I, I can understand, like, you know, maybe the goals that they weighed as more important don't line up with what you want in a game. Not you specifically, Troy, but, you know. Yeah, no, like, the people, like, yeah, no, (laughs) I I, I, I get what you're trying to say. No, I get what you're trying to say. And again, like, I think that's just, again, I I don't think it's the game's fault more. just like the kind of the environment that the game was released in because also like we have like the criticize of walking simulators like you know your dear esters your stanley paradox like uh what happened to elin uh flink like uh i'm pretty sure i mispronounced that (laughs) like but you you know like those types of games yeah those types of games that like did they really have to choose being a game for that narrative where i think Mm -hmm. yes because the whole point of these games is to make you feel like you're in the character where sometimes you can definitely do that as a narrative of a novel or a, uh, a film or a TV show. You can definitely sell that, but mm-hmm. with games and again, it goes to the silent protagonist and stuff like that. And less is more. You really feel like you get the, the overall journey of this character because you practically lived it with it with this journey and that's where sometimes i feel again why i just brought up the naughty dogs criticism is just because sometimes i don't feel like you had to go that route um like they do sacrifice that aspect just to really sell the cinematic and that that's all i'm really was trying to go with that where with gris with by design did kept it simple and really tries to tell you less is more and i don't think you would have that same aspect from a film to television and again that's really all i was talking about with the criticism of it um mm-hmm. but again there's only like for every like one or two mixed review of it there's like three or four very positive review like this game scored very well like like 
again, averaged out about like 84 to 100, which is still, you know, a very gr great score for, for a video game. And again, uh, got a lot of awards, like was nominated for a lot of awards from like, you know, uh, like, you know, game awards, like the Dice Awards, the New York Game Awards, South by Southwest Gaming Awards, uh, and the, the big one, like the, ga the Game Awards, uh, which actually I'm pretty sure this might be the one that you're talking about, did mm -hmm. win uh, one of its bigger awards um, and won the Games for Impact uh, category. Uh, yeah, and that, I think that category um, specifically is like for a thought-provoking game with a yes. social meaning or message. Yes, so. which... Which totally fits the game. Fit, fit, yeah. fit, fits it right <laughs> there. Um, yeah, and it got it won that. And of course, a lot of the other awards that it was nominated, which I'm surprised didn't uh -huh. win, but I have to like research who was nominated around that time. Yeah, it may uh, have been that just a different game outshined a little bit more that year. Which I mean, we've been getting more visual pleasing games, but uh, like yeah, the art and the art and visuals of the game, which I mean, it, it kind of blows my mind that we haven't really talked about it as much. And obviously, we're not going to go like super in depth into it because we're already kind of already a little. Uh, I don't want to say long for time, but we're definitely kind of um, already been talking about the game a lot. There. But <laughs> the art direction of this game is so breathtaking. Like, honestly, really like is. replaying this game, it's just, it's such a beautiful game to play. Just a beautiful game to watch. And even like on my stream, like my chat um, was very, like even one of my, 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 uh, my fellow uh, viewers was even talking about like, I personally will probably never play this game but I'm so glad that I watched you play it because honestly, this was such a beautiful game just to watch. Like to just, yeah. like I love like- It's, the, it's just like the design is like, it looks hand drawn. I don't know if we've said that, but yes. in certain parts, especially the cutscenes, it looks hand drawn and almost watercolor because she's got blue hair and like yellow eyeshadow. Yes. And the eyeshadow almost looks like watercolor on her eyelids. It's Yeah, really it doesn't even look like it's really on her. It's like like just like kind of like for almost. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, I cuz I'm looking at the the cover art and yeah, like she uh -huh. has a blue hair and um and then like very 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 go blue with my hair. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I can, is that the reason why you dyed your hair blue? I'm it might be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just like I might even made that joke when her. you did it. I think I might. Have. I feel like I did. That sounds like something I would did. probably. I mean, also, I, one, I probably made the Sonic joke. Was. I probably made a Sonic joke because that's always a given with me. But... Oh, yes, you did. You were like, you're the new Sonic. Yeah, I know that. But Troy, that will always be you. You are always. Uh, uh, I don't know about that, but. <laughs> Well, I digress, but yeah, like the blue hair, like that stuff, and even just like the fa facial details, like you know, she has a very like you don't really see her nose, but they really took the emphasis on her lips, and like her like her freckles and just the the body details on that of the facial yeah. expressions, and like yeah, her black dress and, and stuff so like much that. emotion comes through in the 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 way that they've like designed her face, like you you feel so much. Um, from every scene where you're like close to her face and seeing everything. Yeah, like exactly. And just not even just that, like the like we talk about like the camera angles as they like, you know, they expand and you see the world. Like, especially as mm -hmm. you get more color into the world, it's such a beautiful piece of art. Like you literally feel yeah. like you're playing a piece of art at points. Like Yeah. Which is I know it seems to be like the hot trend that a lot of indie games like to do, or even just a lot of games do, but I feel like don't hit it out of the park as well as Gris does. Um, which I think why this game has 
became so special to a lot of players and I why feel like... oh sorry oh no that was pretty much what i was saying sorry oh um i was just gonna say i feel like a game that's like uh popular right now that is doing something similar uh with like having really pretty art incorporated heavily is actually hades because yeah. hades is art for its characters um and different like segments of the game is just like top notch you know no i i agree and i actually do mention it a bit uh in my tales of the backlog episode of because i've mm. recently been playing hades too and and i again they're not going for the same aspect and i think hades is complete the art style like why i think that game has resonant so well is also just it's just a master class of yeah. almost every philosophy of game design i feel like mm -hmm. where gris uh it's a master class but only in certain aspect but granted or it's not as ambitious as i feel like hades is but also it's not even the same game type True. so it's like so yeah, it's comparing yeah. apple to oranges there um, where yeah, Celeste, I was just saying that they, yeah. they both have really beautiful art styles. No, yeah, <laughs> no. And, I mean, Supergiant has always been like that. And, I mean, mm -hmm. no, no, um, Nomania Studios, which their for a first attempt, really nail it out of the park with, with mm -hmm. the, with the art design and things of that nature. But, yeah, like, it's such a gorgeous game. And I would love to have like pieces of art hung on my walls from this game. Like it is such a breathtaking game and I can see why it probably has resonated with a lot of players just on that alone. And also with the, uh, the soundtrack, which is uh, kind of starting to wrap things up here, which there isn't a lot to talk about with it, but it totally helps sell, like helps enhance the experience of this narrative that, you have which you uh as a listener you might have been hearing it throughout the game as like slowly uh softly in the background here um but it's a very ambience uh direction that they take uh which is funny because normally in these kind of scenarios it's it's um it's always just one uh one composer things of that nature here this is a band or they're selling themselves <laughs> as a band they don't have it's uh called uh berlin s it's like b-e-r-l-i-n-i-s-t and this is kind of their big like their big standout um they have worked on projects the only other notable project that came up when you kind of research them on google is this the winter hexagon which uh looks to be a, a visual uh art piece which they tend to produce more original music for digital apps art exhibits and video games which gris totally fits in that category there um, but it really sells the narrative of very the choir to moments of the very intimate moments where you just kind of are just moving around. But then when the ge game really becomes this sprawling epic, really definitely sells it on that end here. Yeah, it really just furthers the emotions that you're getting from the visuals, I would say. Yeah, you know, I. I, I definitely agree on that. And and I, it may seem like we're kind of briefing through the the, the, the soundtrack there. I, I do love the soundtrack, but it's also like there's not really a lot to talk about this uh, this group. Like they don't really have a lot outside of like, yeah, produce original music. And it's kind of like the Breath of the Wild soundtrack to me where I think like it's a beautiful piece of art on its own right, but it's not necessarily the highlight of the game, but it does a very great job of what it needing to do to enhance the experience. Yeah, it's like it's a, um, like a support class. 
yeah it just buffs it buffs what is already being uh brought to your attention you know like in the moments when you're you know trying to escape the black ink it really like and it, it you know goes to the next degree and uh upscales the the anxiety mm-hmm. you know um it's really like swells in moments of uh, like high emotion um it's really quiet as well in other p- points where you're you know um like mm-hmm. going through a, a different kind of scene it just it it it, it adjusts well to what's going on so they did a good job with that you know um no it i doesn't agree. like get in the way i guess you know no, I completely agree, and I yeah, yeah, like I mean everything this game does does really well, and it's a, a fantastic experience. With kind of <laughs> wrapping it up here, like does the game hold up two years after its release, and do we recommend it? At this point, it's a wholeheartedly yes. I think I the only thing the only time I might not recommend it if you just have an issue with walking simulators or you have an issue with games that don't have like that maybe not as in depth with the controls as you think like that's the only thing i might not recommend the game to you but outside of that i think for what it's worth i mean it's 15 dollars full price but it does go on sale quite a bit mm-hmm. i think it's totally worth the price of admission and it's definitely one of the more unique experience i have with uh with a, a, a video game definitely within the past couple years let alone the past generation yeah, I mean, I would second that. You know, I, I definitely recommend this game. Um, actually, I actually, like, you know, recommend this game to friends quite a bit. Um, Same. You know, it's, like, a game that I think a lot of people could glean a lot from, whether you've gone through grief or not, you know? Like, if you have, it might, you know, help you through um, what you've been through or what you currently are going through, um, you know, because uh, it you know, let's say you're in like the anger stage of grief or maybe bargaining and you're just struggling a lot, you know, playing this game might help you remember that you're going to, you're going to reach a point uh, someday where you do feel this like acceptance and a little bit of peace, even though it's hard and it's painful. Um, And that's just a comforting thing to, to uh, experience uh, through a game like it's just a good, it's almost like a good reminder. Um, but then, it, you know, again, if you haven't been through uh, grief, you know, it's enlightening in its own way for supporting someone who's going through that. So I feel like, weirdly, my recommendation is actually like, you might learn something from this. I mean, I, mean, I think, you think you will uh, take, a, you will, after playing this, will take away something from it. And again, it just shows the power of video games, like how, as a narrative that it could tell mm-hmm. this story or give you this experience and you could really like take away, a ha- uh, get an enhance from it. And I, that's why, yeah. I, yeah, I think it's totally worth the recommendation. And especially like, it's not an, a very expensive game. And I, and if you haven't played it, I, I like, I can't recommend it enough. And it seems mm-hmm. like it, like kind of like Celeste, it, it, it really broke out. Like, um as of like uh, when uh, back in like march of 2019 like just a few months since it's been out it already sold like 300,000 copies worldwide which sometimes might not seem like a big number to like a tr- like a triple a studio but for an indie studio that's really good great numbers and yeah. uh that time next year in april 2020 it's exceeded 1 million units which is 
a huge deal for an indie game. Like basically if an indie game hits <laughs> like a million, that's considered a major success. Because yeah. like again, and it like it and it's easy to forget because sometimes like, you know, triple A games like always can easily hit like certain numbers, no problem. But you gotta keep in mind like a million units for an indie game is a big deal. So it just shows that this game did hit. And again, like for a first really a first attempt from a new studio really is something great and also gotta i gotta give shout out to like the publisher devolver because like they're one of the few publishers that are willing to take chances on games like these and really give them the platform for them to succeed where i think like even like the big three like sony microsoft and nintendo even struggles with i mean and i think again this game benefits on the fact that it was on the switch first where the switch is such a big indie machine like with the like how Celeste, like with me, like I think that's how a lot of people played it. And then the fact that they brought it on to like Android and phone really also helped as well. Cause PS4 was actually the last version that they ported it to, which uh, it got ported to the PS4 in November of 2019. So it was not even like, yeah, it was the last skew of the game, <laughs> which is so weird. Cause normally cause PS4 is the most successful console of the past generation right think that'd be the the system but no it it was the switch which granted the switch is also a runaway success on its own right but i digress but also the fact that it's also on pc and all that but i digress here on that it's just (laughs) it mostly just shows like you know you had a publisher that clearly saw something in this game and for like a first time studio really hitting it out of the park that got me really excited for whatever they tackle on next which um go if you go to their website um the no uh nomania uh studios website they didn't mention that they have a um um they don't ha- uh mention they have any projects here because they just still just show gris but whatever um whatever their next project is i think will be i would definitely will give it a shot just from the experience i have with this game because this is such a unique experience and such a very impressive first attempt from a new studio. Yeah, I would actually, I actually, whenever I did finish the game, I immediately went and looked at the uh, developer and was like, what are they bringing out next? And was like, there's nothing yet. Yeah, they um, haven't announced I have anything to be yet. Patient. I have to be patient. I, we also have to keep in mind, this game came out like late 2019. Like it's barely, yeah, yeah. It, like late 2018, actually. Like it's barely two years old. Like, so like, yeah. it's, Whatever this studio has next, I think it will be exciting. And I'm, I'm very excited to see what uh, this studio Me has too. in store. And definitely recommend you guys play it. But uh, thank you again, Charlie, for stopping by and playing the, yeah. uh, having uh, having this uh, chat with me. This was a very engaging talk. And uh, I'm glad that we finally got to talk about this game. Because uh, this game did mean a lot to me. I had such a unique experience with it. And I'm glad that I got you specifically on the show. Because I feel like we kind of had different takes, but also had the same idea of kind of what this game was trying to be. So I do appreciate that. Thanks for having me on, you know, I appreciate it. (laughs) No worries. And is uh, anything you want to plug before we start wrapping up here? Well, um, yeah. So as you already heard, I'm Charlie. Um, uh, I didn't mention it before, but my pronouns are they, them Um, to plug. I would say, you know, I have a Twitch. Um, It's freckled Charlie. Um, and then my Instagram is underscore freckled Charlie for uh, that. If you want to 
come on over. I'm probably gonna like be playing through either Gris or Hades um, here soon. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, again, just thanks for having me on. Um, no this has been a good time to chat and ramble about you know a good game um, with a friend. So. Yeah, no, of course, of course. No, and I appreciate I appreciate you coming by as well, Charlie. And um, yeah, and I do also like yeah, I'll definitely give Charlie uh definitely give charlie a follow um a follow here and also like yeah i i even put you like on my like streamers to follow if you do like follow my uh, uh stri- stri- i have you on mine too yeah so <laughs> you you could have there's the ways to find them so you yeah. you got you got you got you got it there and again um yeah and if you want to follow the show we're on all for all forms of social media uh up and down and all around uh i have been streaming as well on twitch under t roy jenkins uh, where you can catch me stream pretty much mostly uh, throughout the week, uh, at least three to four times a week here. Um, I always primarily, I've been messing around with Sonic Generation mods just because it's fun for me and it's a fun game, but also been p- playing through games that I eventually do talk about on the podcast as I did with uh, Grits, as I did with Thomas Was Alone, as I did with Celeste, and as I will do with pretty much the next set of games. So if you see me like streaming, a game that will more likely get an indicator of what we'll talk about next. But it's also a fun way for me to enter, engage with the audience and, you know, all that fun stuff here. And I, it, it's still a work in progress. I'm still trying to, like, figure out other ways to do things of that nature. But, yeah, definitely uh, g- give us a follow. It uh, means a lot here. And, uh, again, thank you, Charlie, for stopping by. This was a great conversation and and, and a good time. And I think, uh, 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 yeah all that good stuff here but (laughs) until the next time um y'all stay safe out there wear a mask be good to each other and take it easy